Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Rico, back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report, brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Welcome. It is a Friday night. If you guys are tuned in for the very first time, do me a favor. Smash that like. You may not even know who I am, but I promise you, smash that like because I feel that you might be back. If you have not subscribed, subscribe right this second. And there's that little notification bell. Just so you know when we go, it's going to sound a little look something like this. When you bang that, bang that, bang that thing, you'll know when we are live and direct, ready to hit you with some content. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bills Talk all day long. And how exciting is it to be a Bills fan in this era? In this era, because I'll tell you right now, man, being a Bills fan right now is exciting. You can't, you, you can't, there's 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 a feeling, and I've I've talked to uh many in the DMs, I've talked to guys in the chat. There's just a vibe. There's just a vibe about being a Bills fan right now. And let me tell you something, man. Seven years ago, let's go eight years ago, 10 years ago, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't even utter these words. You couldn't say, I'm excited. I mean, you'd be saying it, but it's cap. You know that, right? Because you knew that we just don't have the weapons, that we didn't have the weapons enough to really compete with the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers and, you know what I'm saying, the Russell Wilson's. We just didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? The Phillip Rivers back in the day, we just didn't have it. Now, we're like, who's next? Like, we're ready. We're very, we're very, re- I, the best way I, the best thing I can explain is we're ready. We're competitive. We, we know what's at stake. We know what we want. We've been to, we've been in these high pressure games, hasn't fallen our way, but sometimes there comes a moment where you're like, okay, now it's my turn. The ball bounces to where you need it to bounce. Shout out to my guy. My, my man, Robbie says, Hey Rico, it feels good to be a Bills fan right now. You damn right, Robbie. We definitely, it definitely feels good. Uh, my man, Ronald Wrigley, has been right. He's been riding me. He's been riding me hard because I've been wearing a Cubs hat. Um, and, and I know he knows the reason I wear the Cubs hats because it was given to me. And there was sentiment behind it, not because it's a Cubs hat, but because of the C, which represents something else. But I'm not wearing it, Ronald. Trust me, I see you all the time. You ride me hard. Next time I'll wear it just for you. Anyway, uh, folks, day five of camp. We call it day five because, I mean, there's five days of the week. You know, say Monday, Friday. The guys were off on Thursday, but they were back at it again on Friday. Now, before we get into Bill's talk, there's news around the league. And I'm going to bring my guy Evan in for these because he wasn't ready for this. Ev, I'm going to bring you in because this is news around the league that I want to get you in. So I'm going to bring my guy Evan and then going to shoot him back out because we're going to get him back in. So let me let me bring my man Ev to the street. What up, Ev? What's happening? You're muted, my man. You're muted. Unmute yourself. They need to hear your sultry voice. 
Yeah, I know. You know, every time you're in the back, it auto meets you. But then, you know, I come back in. But yeah, thanks for having me back on. It's been it's uh, great always joining the Rico Report. It's always great, man. So we got we got to talk about it, man. Um, DK Metcalf got himself a new extension today. And I, we did, we talked about this in just a, a few. We didn't talk about it a few minutes ago, but I wanted to bring this up. I had this in my news, but I I figured I'd, I want to bring you in. DK Metcalf, the guy is just uh, he's a specimen. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, the last guy that was built like him. Um, I can go back to T.O. being built like him. Uh, I can go back to David Boston. I don't know if you guys, if people remember David Boston being just a jacked, just a brick house, right? And DK is just almost in a league of his own. Um, but him getting a huge, he got a nice extension today, which puts him among uh, the, the elites of the game and ties him actually with, or it puts him at least in the, in the ballpark of our own guy, Stefan Diggs. Is it warranted for him to get that deal? Should Seattle have buckled to bring DK Metcalf in? Did they have no choice? Were they bottled to do that move? Or could they have just said, you know what I mean, fam? Like, you're nice, but I've seen some drops from you. I've seen some inconsistency from you. But he's, just, he's still a guy that you got to pay attention to. Was his extension warranted? How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like it's a great extension for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, when you take a look at it, DK Metcalf is 24 years of age right now. By the time this extension ends, by the time the next contract ends, he'll be 27. So he'll still be in the prime of his career. Yes, prime will. of his career, he'll be due for maybe a four or five year contract extension at that point in time. Uh, you're also looking at where the Seattle Seahawks are as an organization right now. They're in a spot where they really don't have too many star players. And you're going to want to keep a guy like DK Metcalf around. He is, in my opinion, he's a top 15 receiver in football. Uh, when he's playing at his best, he's one of the most physically dominated, re dominating receivers in the game. Yes, he is. He's phenomenal after the catch. And I know you mentioned he's got a little bit of drop issues here and there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those few drops that he has this season isn't enough to, like, kind of take away of what he does, uh, you know, with the ball in his hands. He, I mean, you know, the numbers aren't completely there to compare him to some of the top guys in the league. But, I mean, last year he didn't have Russell Wilson for a majority of the season. And, you know, when he has a competent quarterback playing, at the helm and throwing throwing him the football, you can see what he can do, man. You know he can catch short, intermediate after the catch. He can go downfield. He can be. A, you know, he's a field stretcher. Again, is the contract an overpay? Maybe from guaranteed money and annual average pay. Sure, but again, you're the Seattle Seahawks, and you got to keep a guy like DK Metcalf around, right? You got you, to. You got it. You, you got to pay him because if not, and any other team will bring him in. You know? He's young. He had one more year in his deal. Um, I mean, I think they they he he bottled them up. He had a he had a pretty solid year last year, a very solid year for the uh for the Seahawks, especially in, in Russell Wilson being in and out of uh, the lineup and just some inconsistencies with that team. Uh Chris Carson retiring, he wasn't always 100 percent So there was a whole lot of things happening uh with the Seattle Seahawks, and he kind of had them by the throat. You're gonna pay me, and and I deserve it, and you know I do because Lockett ain't just gonna do it by himself. You know what I'm saying? And, and Lockett is a, a hello player, but uh, Lockett opens things up for DK. DK does the same for Lockett. So it, it, it works out for them. Now, Drew Locke being the quarterback out there, who knows how long he's going to be the starting guy out there. But Geno uh, Smith has been uh, getting some first team reps. That's what I read. What, what's yeah. that about? Anyway, so Geno Smith is getting in there. So there, there's a flux right now at quarterback. Could you imagine Geno Smith taking the starting spot? That is unheard of. That's unheard of. But uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, the one thing that uh, it, it struck me, you just mentioned it. Dude, by the time he's ready for his next contract, he's going to be 27, turning 28. So he'll be 28 years of age uh, by the time he goes for his, his another extension right before. And usually you're 
right in your prime around that time or just in the middle of your prime, maybe and for the receiver position, that's where you are. So he'll be primed. If he continues to do what he's doing, he'll be primed for a big time deal uh, yeah. when it comes time. So look out for DK, man. DK coming your way. It's going to be something, man. So uh, shout out to DK with that big deal. Uh, before I send you back back there, I got to talk to you about something else, man. Um, Kyler Murray. We, yeah. were, we were begging on Kyler Murray. We were begging on Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Arizona Cardinals looked worse, uh, in my opinion, in this whole fiasco of this, this, this clause that he has to be in the classroom four hours a week in order to, I mean, in order to better himself, he has to watch film. And that was in the contract. And he sat there and signed that. So with ridicule, with pressure, with, you know what I'm saying, the world watching how ridiculous this is, they actually amended the contract and removed it. So in your opinion, should they have just stood on their, stood on their morals and stood on the ground and say, no, we're keeping that because I want my guy to show me that he's got that. I think to me, in my opinion, I think they, 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 they buckled too quickly. I would have wanted to see how he handled this clause. And in the middle of the season, maybe eight, eight games in, maybe a whole year, I'll take that out afterwards. Once he shows me that, okay, he's dedicated. Because right now, there was initially no trust. There's no trust. If you're gaming and you're doing all this other stuff, there's essentially no trust. And they buckled. They buckled to the pressure. They buckled to the public. And they removed it from his contract. Were the Arizona Cardinals tripping in the first place? Or were they in the right to put that in their contract i mean you play for my team this is what i want in the contract sign it or you don't get your money how do you feel about that yeah i i kind of thought it was interesting at first when you saw the whole kyler murray extension come out you know the thing the thing with kyler murray was i don't think he was completely worth that five-year 230 million dollar extension but mm. then you know when the details of the contract started coming out and then you see oh there's this clause in there that he has to you know you know, study on independent time four hours a week, you know, to, you know, to keep that guaranteed, uh, you know, his guarantees in that. I thought it was right. interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting how it got uh, leaked to the public, but then Very. also that, you know, just the explosion. I mean, it kind of just looks, it makes, in my opinion, the Arizona Cardinals franchise look stupid. Like in mm. my opinion, just because, if you got that, I, I don't, I don't kind of get it why you had to make it public and put that in the contract because like you can say what you want about Kyler as a quarterback, you know, you know, his second half issues in the season, his, his game in the playoffs. I just don't get that. Why they kind of put that in there. There's no reason to Kyler Murray is a grown adult. He's been in the league for a minute. Now he's, he's going into year four, uh, yeah. you know, so Kyler Murray's done enough in his career where I don't think that he needs something stated into his contract that he needs to study uh, to get his guaranteed money. But at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I thought Kyler handled it kind of well in the press. I mean, there's only so much you can do when you're asked that type of question. Uh, But at the end of the day, the card in my, in my opinion, I'm just going to straight up say the Cardinals are idiotic for even putting that in the, in the contract. I don't think there's any reason to, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Kyler Murray is a top five quarterback, but I think Kyler Murray's done enough things in the NFL. He's got himself to a particular spot where he's earned a second contract and he's done some nice things to earn pro bowl nods and he's got his team to the playoffs. So he's definitely studying film. He, you can't just not study film and not go out there uh, and play the way he's played. He's played at to a level at points in times where he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So I think Kyler obviously does study film. I just think it, kind of it kind of gives the, the 
Arizona Cardinals organization a bad look. Terrible. I, I just don't. I think it's a bad look. Uh, and it's then the fact make, that you take it out, you take it out too. That's that's the that's the bigger. That's you damn right. And now what, what every every player is what this was. Uh, this was a prime example of read your contract. Read your contract. Go through your contract. And this is not just the Kyle Murray thing. This is this is in all sports. All sports. Not even sports. Contracts in general. Read the whole thing because there's gonna be some BS in that contract that's gonna guy that's got you on the hook for something ridiculous. So uh, I, I find that. Um, extremely weird the fact that they buckled i mean if you if you put your name on that and you said the arizona Cardinals put him on a four week uh four hours a week stick on that wait it out see how he responds and if he responds the way you want him to remove that now you've shown me what i need to see and i needed to make sure that you got there and you're there you're exactly where i need you i think they buckled a little too soon but it is what it is clown organizations clown organizations do clown things uh, i'm just glad we're not in that uh position um, so I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna send my guy Evan back uh, to uh, into the green room, and then uh, we're gonna bring you back a little later on. Shout out to my man Evan. We'll see you uh, in a little bit, my man. Yes. Let's go. So uh, that's my guy, man. So Evan, Evan feels he feels the same way, man. We we all feel the same way. I mean, at the end of the day, that was some that's some that's some junk. That's straight junk. You can't do that. But I will say this though, Kyler Murray is one of those guys that on fantasy season shows up. I'm all in on Kyler Murray. You know what I'm saying? Kyler Murray gets you points. And if you are part of a dynasty, if you're part of a fantasy and you don't know what player to pick and what to do and so on and so forth, or you just got into a dynasty and it's time for you to draft, he might be one guy that you want to take a look at. Now, if you have not joined dynasty, here's a little something that kind of gets you motivated to jump into dynasty and fantasy football. Check this out. Dynasty owner is the best way to play fantasy football. Get inside the mind of an NFL GM as you use real NFL markets and off-season moves to make your Dynasty owner team the best in the league. Download the Dynasty owner app on the App Store or Google Play today. You've never experienced fantasy football quite like this. You have not joined any Dynasty leagues, man. Jump on that asap shout out to our guys at dynasty uh they've been holding it down and uh you know what i'm saying like right now there are some guys that are sweating there's some guys that are sweating with some injuries that are potentially going to come their way and there's injuries that have happened already my guy pierre is already reaming because he lost justin ross uh why he drafted him in the first place that's a question uh for him to answer and he's gonna have to face it because he's out he's without him but uh that being said uh you know who's not without i'll try it is the buffalo bills and they are not without big plays from guys that are coming from everywhere, from the quarterback position, from the running back position, from the receiver position, even on the defensive side. The defensive side has been kicking ass, uh, and they and the trend has been continuing, right? Now, before we get into day five of Bill's camp, uh, salute to everyone watching right now, whether you're watching from Facebook or you're watching from YouTube. What's good, Charity? What's happening, bro? So if you're watching from either one of those social media platforms, yo, do me a favor, follow us, subscribe, all that stuff. And do me a favor, share this, share this stream so other people can join. If they're Bills fans and they want a place for them to come in and chill out and watch out what's going on, hit that follow button and hit that share button and let people know what's good. And by the way, while you're in here, smash that like. Let's go, folks. Let's see. Let's get this thing up to 300 likes tonight. Let's get this thing up to 300 likes because there's going to be a 300 y'all watching this thing. So let's go. So. Day five of camp, injuries, who's in, who's out. It's not looking good for the O-line, man. The O-line is the one group that I feel, and I think a lot of us feel this way. It is the one group that it's just one of those situations where, dude, you, we need all five of those guys together. All five of those guys together. And, sir, 
ma'am, whoever's watching, it's it's rough. It's like it's like the the Bills of old, where we just never had a consistent five. Well, guess what? Ryan Bates was out today. Obviously, we know Roger Saffold is out. Uh, we also know that Spencer Brown has been has been uh, getting back into the flow of things, nursing an injury that he had over the offseason, undisclosed, of course. So he's getting back into the thick of things. So the only starting guy that in the lineup was Mitch Morse. And ironically enough, Mitch Morse was the one guy just a year back, a couple years back, that we were the most worried about. Concussions. Can he stay healthy? Can he do this? So we're one guy away from having a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying, new guys on the old line protecting your most protected and the most important and expensive asset on the team, and that's your quarterback, Josh Allen. So good thing that we're not in pads right now because being in pads is a different ballgame. Yes, I know our quarterback wears a red jersey. You're not to lay a finger on him, but there was a little bit of a hiccup today, a little bit of a scare uh, with our quarterback, but I'll get into that just a little later. So uh, salute to everybody watching from the chat right now. I see you guys. we got 136 people watching right now. Thank you guys for sharing. Let's keep this thing going. Let's get the views up. Let's go. So uh, the, the offensive line, not all together. So it was going to be a rough day altogether. But guess what? There were some plays made, and we'll get into that just a little later. Uh, Deion Dawkins was out uh, with a personal issue. Uh, Jameson Crowder, four days out of five days, my man has been out with soreness and tightness. Fam, whenever these guys are not available, you know what happens? Somebody else steps up, right? Next man up. And we, not just myself, we have been looking forward to ever since we signed Crowder to like, okay, we got a different type of slot receiver, right? We know what Cole Beasley was about. Cole Beasley was a guy that, you know what I mean? You need that, that three yards. You need that four yards. He will reliably get that for you. You can depend on Cole Beasley. He's, he's that chain Chain, you know what I'm saying? Reach that ball over the chain and he'll get that. He ain't going to give you the yak, but he'll give you what you're supposed to get. If that's that three or the four yards, he'll get that to you. So when we brought in a Jameson Crowder, he not only gives you what Kobe's gives you, but he gives you that, that extra, that yak, that run after catch, that, that yak, you know what I'm saying? The yards after catch. So, but we don't have him. He's sitting here nursing, nursing some little mini bitty injuries. So guess what? It opens up the book. It opens up the playbook. It opens up more reps for Isaiah McKenzie and Isaiah McKenzie's taking full advantage of his opportunities. So uh, Kumro was also out with some soreness and some tightness. So, you know, who's going to take some spots in there, right? So Isaiah Hodgins, Isaiah Hodgins is going to continue to make some noise. Like I said, Isaiah Hodgins liked the boy, but like, I mean, at the end of the day, if he shows us something on special teams and he could, he could really show up there and do some things. That's the way he makes his squad. But Kumro, he's known. You know what I'm saying? Touchdown Jesus. He's known for, you know what I'm saying, being clutch in the red zone for our guy Aaron Rodgers from back then. So he's going to be the same same attribute. He's going to be the same piece that we need for this squad. But more importantly, Isaiah McKenzie taking full reps and he's taking full advantage of his opportunities um, at these uh, at the, in this camp, in day five of camp. So shout out to Isaiah McKenzie, man. Lil Dirty is doing his thing, man. I don't think he's he's going to be running. He's going to run away with this damn starting position. And then we're going to find out what's really good with Jameson Crowder. You know what I'm saying? I really hope Jameson Crowder comes in and he he starts to really show exactly why the Bills brought him here. He's always been a thorn in the Bills' side. But if 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 I don't think McKenzie's going to relinquish that position, man. McKenzie's playing with, with just all the confidence in the world. And when people play with a mad confidence, game over, fam. Game over. It's really hard to displace them 
from that mantle that they're on because they believe in themselves and that's what they're doing. And that is what Isaiah McKenzie is doing right now. So shout out to my man, Isaiah McKenzie, a little dirty. I might have to get my man up here and, and let him explain it. Let him explain it. They ain't paying you in Skittles and candy no more, boy. They gave you a little bit of a bag. So now he's feeling it. He's got that confidence in him. So shout out to him. So camp notes. Let's get right into the camp notes today, folks. Uh, so trending, we on Isaiah McKenzie. We're going to stay on Isaiah McKenzie. So today, Isaiah McKenzie happened to be the spark on that offense. So I guess uh, with some notes coming from Aparino with uh, uh, Sports NY up um, and a few other the reporters that were at the camp kind of reporting on what's going on with reading a few articles, uh, it turns out Isaiah McKenzie was doing the damn thing. And actually, I had uh, my man Chris Jenke. What up, Chris Jenke? I don't know if you're watching right now, but my man Chris Jenke was at camp as well. And he's like, yo, Isaiah McKenzie looked good. Isaiah McKenzie looks solid. So the fact that Isaiah McKenzie is that dude and he's he's taking full advantage of uh, of the, the trust. Remember, we talked about this, man. You've got to earn the trust of your quarterback. You've got to earn the trust of Josh Allen because if Josh Allen throws you the football and you drop in it like Marquez Stevenson has been, I don't, we're going to get into that because this, this whole bottom of the receiving depth is that's where it gets muddy, but we'll get into that. Um, but... You've got to earn the trust of your quarterback. And guess what? Isaiah going into year three with the Bills, he's earned all the trust. And that's what you get. That is what you get when you've, you you stay, you remain with the team, and you're a great piece in the locker room. People want to be around you. And when they want to be around you, if you can translate your, your likability from in the locker room onto the field and you can showcase that with your skill set, the sky is the limit. And that's what's happening with Isaiah McKenzie. The sky is the limit right this second so trending up isaiah mckenzie he was a big spark in the offense today apparently josh allen three straight times went to isaiah mckenzie to kind of get this ball rolling right you don't really hear that it's either gabe davis dawson knox stefan diggs you feel me it's 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 somebody else but isaiah mckenzie's been a staple and that's all i've been hearing so kudos to isaiah mckenzie keep up the great work that's what we need that's what is all about that's what camp is all about you got to step it up once the pads show up, we all know it. Once the pads show up, we need to see the same energy, the same energy. That's why I'm not going too, too hard to say he's got that position locked down because once the pads show up, that's when, you know what I mean, the grown men show up and say, this is how it's done. These are what, this is what happens when I got my helmet and pads on. I'm, I'm ready to get licked up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm seeing that linebacker come over here and trying to smash. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to be able to kind of Put things in perspective and wait till the pads come on. That's when you know what's really good. So, but I like what I'm seeing so far. So kudos to my man, Isaiah McKenzie. Shout out to him. And we'll go from there. Another big day. Big day by Big Daddy Von Miller. Von Miller had a big day. Now, let's 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 temper our excitement. Obviously, we know he's a future Hall of, Hall of Famer. Obviously, we know we gave him the bag to be in Buffalo. Um, and he's going to do what he's supposed to do. And right now in camp, he is making everyone his son. He is sunning these cats and he's making them their little stepchild and all that stuff. Fam, listen, that's what you get when you have a Hall of Famer on your squad, a future Hall of Famer. He's going to dominate. And right now, he was dominating Tommy Doyle, right? Tommy Doyle had to step in for Deion Dawkins at left tackle. And what did Von Miller do? He showed him who his daddy was. You know what I'm saying? He was left, right, so it just Tommy Doyle, you might as well put a, a cone there because, not because he's no good, but when you're going up against a guy like Von Miller that's got a barrage of moves, it, you, there's not a whole lot you can do, right? So guess what? Von Miller goes to the other side. Who's waiting for him on the other side? Nope, not Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown is still out nursing his injury. He's starting to get back. It's Questenberry. 
Questenberry's out there at right tackle. He's a bit of plays a little bit of guard, plays a little bit of tackle, and there was no match. Questenberry was no match. It was the same damn thing. It didn't matter. It was Von Miller all day. So when Von Miller is ready and primed and ready to go, guess what? Half AKC. Von Miller's coming for that ass. I guarantee it. So y'all better be ready. The Bills are coming for the Chiefs, man. Listen, there's there's a there's such thing as a revenge game. Regular season, it don't matter. You guys both, we both know that regular season does not matter. It, what it comes down to is the playoffs. And y'all got away with them. We let y'all off the hook. You know what I'm saying? We let them off the hook. And that's exactly what happened. But this year, it ain't going to happen. We ain't going to let you off the hook, man. We're going to hook you and dry you up and send you packing, boy. That's 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 the that's the goal. That's the goal, man. My man, Antonio PAC says, yo, these fans of other teams, man, really have nothing better to do than on Friday night. Hey, listen, man, they don't have content creators like we do. So they got to go somewhere to get their get their love, right? They got to. You can't you can't really you can't really hate on them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Von Miller, another day, another dollar for my guy Von Miller. He came in and just handled business, and that's what we want. We cannot hear Questionberry holds up Von Miller and pancake them. We we don't want to hear that. We def, we definitely don't. In 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 a way, we're like, okay, good on Questionberry. Maybe it was, but I don't want to hear that. My man, that's got that's over a hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Getting pancaked and getting manhandled by Questenberry and Tommy Doyle. You don't want to hear that. What you want to hear is what you heard today. They, he, Von Miller was unstoppable. So shout out to Von Miller. Day five of camp is no different. The stars are are the stars are shining how like they're supposed to, and and they're doing what you're supposed to do. So uh, shout out to um, my guy Tommy Doyle. You tried your best, Questenberry. You tried your best, but you're going up against Von Miller. But guess what? They're only going to get better. You're going up against a damn good lineman. So learn as much as you can out of that and keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, there's more guys on the line doing what they're supposed to do. There was one guy named Ed Oliver. And uh, right now, articles are going around that. Listen, this guy was a budding star last year, and he's only going to take another step this year. Golly, how great would that be? You got Von Miller that's going to do what he does. He's going to close the deal. You got Ed Oliver that's going into his fifth year, and you know he's trying to get a big bag. So he's going to give us that Dar Marcel Darius last year contract type of play, right? The only thing we want is for him not to give us Marcel Darius after the contract. We want that to continue. But if he's going to give us that type of year alongside, you know what I'm saying, Carlos, you know what I'm saying, Carlos Basham, you, alongside, you know what I'm saying, Greg Rousseau and Daquan Jones. Be, and listen, man, the sky's the limit for this defensive line. The sky's the limit. Now, we've got some competition now. We got some competition. We got the Jets in the in, in the AFC that's going to be pushing. That's going to try to do some little something. The Dolphins are acting mighty confident. We're going to get into that just a little later. But listen, man, it's not going to be an easy year. It's not going to be a cakewalk. The first six to seven games is going to be a tough one. So we got to make sure that we are on top of everything. Um, Ed Oliver, excuse me, and I, did I say? I think we picked up Ed Oliver's fifth year, but he's going into his fourth. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to. Uh, Ed, he's gonna be easy. Ed's gonna be doing his damn thing. So let's let's go, man. Let's see how this this plays out, man. Because I I'm excited. So, um, but we do have some some sad news to kind of uh, to to bring forward to to camp. Uh, Micah Hyde, our star safety, Micah Hyde, one of the best interceptions I've ever seen from a safety. Micah Hyde came in against the Patriots, just over the top. Just a beautiful interception over top of Aguilar. Aguilar thought he had some. And then Micah Hyde was like, nah, son, I got this. That's mine. Let me take that in tow. So here's the deal. Micah Hyde got hurt today, man. Micah Hyde 
uh, was a batted ball. It was, it was a, actually he undercut and came in for an interception. Picked off the football, but landed awkwardly. Landed awkwardly on his hip slash glute area. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it might be a bone bruise. Maybe that's what that's what's being reported. Um, and he got carted off. I guess he got up on his own, started walking, but for precautionary reasons, they carted him off the field. But from what I'm understanding, my man was doing the gritty. <laughs> he was doing the gritty afterwards, so we all good. But it's it's a, a very it's a very big reminder. It's a very big reminder to 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 almost let us know that yo, at any point, an injury happens and it changes this offense or it changes this defense, right? And at the very position that we get hurt at, at the safety position, that's the one that we cannot mess with because those two, Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde, they are the glue to this defense. They they button up this defense, right? They zip the they're 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 the there's the final zip of this defense. And when you have a guy that add, that is influential, a guy that is that has got the veteran presence on this team, and he does all he's supposed to do for this this defense and keeps everybody in line. Man, we can't lose those things, which then brings me to Jordan Poyer. We were that close to losing Micah Hyde, and we don't even have Jordan Poyer locked up. Yes, I know he's got one more one more year in his deal, so we really don't need to do something with Jordan Poyer. But Jordan Poyer also did not pick up a big-time agent for him to just play the whole year. I can guarantee you he's not going to do that. So with Micah Hyde going down and giving us a scare, wouldn't you think that Brandon Bean's like, oh, shit, let me get on that phone now. Okay. All right, fellas, yo, what are we doing? Okay. What's the contract you wanted? But guess what? Micah Hyde could be, excuse me, Jordan Poirier could be in a position that says, hey, yesterday's price is not today's price, man. Price went up. He could easily go that route. Now, will he? I have no idea. But it goes to show you that we just can't be, you know what I mean, sitting here on our hands and, and not doing and not taking care of business. Sign that man today. Get that thing over with and let's get this thing rolling. Because I tell you right now, if we can get that thing done for preseason, that's great. Sometimes sooner because this was a big reminder and a big scare. Um, but here's the deal, folks. If those guys go down, we've got some other guys to go in. And this is where I'm going to bring my guy Evan back in because, Evan, uh, we're going to talk about these safeties today, man. And uh, Micah High going down today. Micah, that's a big part of this defense, man. So, Talk to me on this, man. Is this is this cause? Is this is this pause for concern? Where we have to say, okay, let's let's sign Jordan Poirier, get this mess over with, and just get it done, get it done. Stop messing around. Or you feel that the Bills are still have the leverage? Let let this let this play out the way it's supposed to. We got a scare today, but it doesn't change our our trajectory on how this season's gonna go. Let's just let's just keep it going because we got some young bucks on that on the squad ready to take over. Are we going to get this deal done anytime soon? Or is this, is this, are we going to stand still and have this guy hold out? What are your thoughts? You're muted, my man. You're muted. You got to get, 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 we need to hear that voice. Yeah. So the entire news with the, you know, the whole uh, Jordan player situation is contract situation. It's an interesting one just because, you know, you know, over the past two to three seasons, he's arguably been a top three safety in the NFL. Statistically, you know, he got the all pro nod last year. Uh, Jordan Poyer has just been that guy for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, he has one more year left on his deal. And he did sign an extension about a season and a half ago. But he's currently outplaying that current contract. And, you know, he wants to be respected amongst, you know, the top safeties in the league. Rightfully so. He deserves it. 
Um, but as of right now with Micah Hyde going down, uh, it was reported that it was just a minor injury. So, you know, that is something that we should, you know, note it is a minor injury. Uh, he's not going to be out for too long, most likely. So that's good to note. But at the same time, Jordan Poyer at, one, at a certain point in time is going to kind of get fed up. And I believe that he's going to want that new contract. Uh, the Bills, I do not think, have much leverage. It's kind of a split 50-50 where they have leverage, obviously, because Poyer still has one more year left on his deal. They can always go mm-hmm. back and say, you did sign an extension a year and a half ago. But Poyer also has some leverage because Hyde is now down. Also, he just got a new agent one of the best, if not the best agents in the league in Drew Rosenhaus. So, you know, it's kind of a 50-50 split on who really has the leverage. Uh, I believe Micah is fine. Uh, There really isn't anything to worry about with Micah Hyde. Uh, But as of right now, I do think the contract extension will get done before Mm -hmm. the end of preseason. So I think it gets done before the week one game against the LA Rams. That's something I'm going to state. I think it gets done. I don't think we're, yeah, I I don't think we're going into the season with, you know, still worrying about Poyer being left on one year left in his contract. I don't think Poyer will sit out. That's the one thing. I don't think Poyer will sit out. I think Poyer is. How do you think think he's not going to sit out? Then what's the point of of, of hiring a big time agent? You don't don't hire a big time agent to just play the whole year. He he can't. He's going to have to sit out at one point or another. I think, I think he got the big time agent to get the deal done. Because this is where, in my opinion, I think the Bills had the leverage of saying that Jordan Poyer signed a contract more recently than not than other players on the team. And that that agent that he had before could not uh, get over the hump to get the Bills backing off of that leverage point. But now with Drew Rosenhaus, he is an agent that probably can get the Bills off of that leverage point and saying like, hey, I get Poyer signed this contract, but now let's look, let's look at where Poyer's at now. Look at all these other safeties signing these big time deals. Right. And look for Poyer. He's deserving. But I just don't I don't think Poyer will sit out of the uh out of, out at any point in the season. I think uh Jordan Poyer has been on this team too long. I think Jordan Poyer has uh poured too many heart like his blood, sweat, and tears into this team. I think Jordan Poyer has said too many great things about this team and wanting to win with this team to sit out for just a few more a few more dollars. I think Poyer has done way too much. Uh, in his career to just kind of take a, you know, back seat and go, Hey, I'm going to sit out. Cause I need a few more dollars in my, in my back pocket. Remember Poyer isn't uh 24 and 25 and he's not a running back and he needs that second contract to get that lifetime generational wealth, whatever you want to call it. Poyer's made a decent amount of money in this league. He still needs, I still think he needs to get paid more because I think he deserves it, but I don't think he's at that point where he's going to get, more greedy than other players in the NFL. I don't think it's going to become to a point where you have like Debo Samuel or Derwin James, where they're potentially sitting out of camp because Great. they want a new contract. Those guys are young. Those guys haven't made the money Jordan Poyer has in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So Poyer's made a little bit of money to be financially safe. I mean, most NFL players, you know, have the money to be financially safe, but Poyer's, you know, made some money in this league. So he's, Pretty financially safe, but hey, I don't I think guess. it's about the money. It's not a. It's not about the money. It's about respect. He sees respect. Yeah, it's about respect. It's not about the money. Yes, he's made the money, but when you have countless guys that hasn't done the things that you've done in the last two to three years, and you've all pro, you've earned it. You you're statistically above above a lot of guys. Pay me for what I'm worth. 
don't don't play me with this this contract thing. And I and I hate to tell you, uh, blood, sweat, and tears. I don't think he's going to be greedy. It's not about greed. It's about business at this point. And yes, he's not a young guy. And this is the thing: a, a young guy would say, "Well, if you're not going to pay me, somebody else will." Right? Jordan Poor is not in that in that realm, if you will. I mean, his age plays a factor in this, right? Not everybody's going to be knocking on the door and saying, "Okay, I, I'm a, I'm gonna give you X Y Z." Right? They they look at the age, right? But with him, it's about respect. Pay me what I'm worth. You know, I put everything into this game. Do me that favor and show me the respect because I'm showing you respect by being here and not holding out. So this plays a big factor into this. So don't don't, don't mosey me on because what now, right, right now, what he's trying to take care of is he's got one more year in his deal. All it takes is a bum. Uh, something happens in practice and he bums out his knee. Are they then going to take care of him then? They're going to be like, dude, we ain't, we ain't paying you that because you, you got yourself hurt. So he's risking himself on being in there. I'm sure his agent does not like it, but the respect part is I respect you guys, but you guys have to show me respect. When are we going to get this thing done? So it's it's a big one. It's a big one. And this should have been a, a very big tell today with this whole injury with Micah Hyde. Let's not wait too long to get this damn deal done. But we shall see. Leverage is it's tough because, and I want you to bring this, I'm going to let you touch on this too, because the Bills may have a little bit more leverage based on who they have backing up Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier. So talk to me on Josh Thomas, DeMar Hamlin, you know what I'm saying, Jaquan Johnson. We heard Micah Hyde say, hey, if, if listen, if, if for some reason Jordan Poirier is out, we don't miss a beat. And I quote, we don't miss a beat when Jaquan Johnson is in. Uh, we also heard that DeMar Hamlin had himself an active day today. So I want you to speak on those three guys and what they mean to the younger, you know what I'm saying, movement the younger safety movement uh, of these bills talk about that man yeah so you know to start things off when you look at a guy like josh thomas he probably has the least amount of experience on the buffalo bills playing field than the other two guys i'm about to mention but the matter of the fact is that today in camp when micah hyde went down uh, uh demar hamlin and jaquan johnson came in in both split time at yep. the pre-safety position but both played very well uh, but Damar Hamlin in particular, uh, he was going up against Case Keenum in the second team, but he was covering uh, Tavon Austin down the left sideline on a deeper route. And Damar Hamlin was just reading Case Keenum's eyes the entire time. And he just jumped the route, picked it off, and took it back for a sizable game. So, you know, Damar Hamlin, you know, came in and played very well, stepping in for Micah Hyde, which is honestly great to see because, yeah. you know, Bills fans have had the gratitude of having Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer play consistently for the last five to six years. We haven't had those guys really off the field for any point in time. So, you know, we haven't really had to deal with a backup safety. The Bills didn't sign any safeties this year. That was the only position. We didn't bring any new bodies in. So, the, the, uh, yeah, you know, McDermott and Frazier obviously trust Thomas, Johnson, and Hamlin to be backups. Because if not, they would have brought in a solidified veteran. Mm -hmm. uh, they brought in Kirk Coleman a few years ago uh, when you had uh, oh God, yeah. when, when, in the earlier years of Micah Hyde and, and uh, Jordan Poyer because we just didn't know. But now you have a guy like uh, Jaquan Johnson who's going into his fourth year, Josh Thomas going into his third, Damar Hamlin going into his second. These guys have a few years under their belt in, in the Sean McDermott defense, and they've been watching. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer over the past few seasons, and they've been picking up some, you know, some small things here and there, adding that to their game. So when these guys step in, if they ever have to step in, 
in, in a, you know, a meaningful, crucial game. I think they can do just fine. I don't think they're going to be at the level that Hyde and Poyer are because those two playing together is just something sensational. You can't match it. You can kind of get it to a point, but you can't get it to that next point where you have two all-pro safeties. Uh, but Damar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, and Josh Thomas, three great young backup safeties Love that it. all have potential in this league. And, Love it. and I'm hearing scary good things. things. I'm hearing good things from Damar Hamlin. I'm hearing great things from Jaquan Johnson. He's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, Damar Hamlin ha- active today. I think what he had an interception today. Um, so, dude, these guys are active now. It is early. I'm saying Josh Allen's being protected by four guys that are just not necessarily in the lineup. So there's going to be a few things that are going to uh, affect the offensive side of the football. But it's always great to hear that we've got some great depth. That's one thing that I'll give. I'll give Brandon Bean. He knows how to draft for the future. He knows how to draft for the right now. uh, And he he knows how to draft guys that will move the needle. And he's done just that. That's why this year is such a crucial year that is why this year is such a crucial year by the way before we continue i need everybody in this chat to smash that like while you guys are in here just back out if you're watching on your mobile screen and just click that like and come right back in um maybe you don't even have to back out you can just click it right then and there so do us that favor if you're watching on youtube right now excuse me on facebook follow that smash that like and give a share and share this on your screen let other bills fans know what's really good and uh, let's get this thing popping so um before i send you back into um into the back, uh, we're going to talk about corners a little bit. And Saron Neal has been making some noise. And Saron Neal is known, and this is one thing I want to jump. I want to jump into because that's one guy that I think deserves a lot of respect is Saron Neal on this Bills team. Saron Neal is has been known to be the special teams ace, right? And on top of that, uh, a little nugget that I was given a couple years back was that uh, I think I forgot who I was interviewing. I think it was uh, um, I think it was I think it was a little dirty that I was interviewing, but I was asking him. Who is the fastest player on the squad? And sure enough, he says Saran Neal. Saran Neal. And it was backed up by more people. That Saran is one of the fastest guys on the squad. So no wonder he's a special teams ace, in which I love. But what I've been hearing is that he is actually putting putting the work in, in coverage, right? He was known to be a corner, a little bit, a bigger size corner a little bit, not as quick as feet. So they kind of had him playing inside, bodied up against the bigger type of tight end. But the fact that he's staying with some of these quicker receivers shows that he's putting work this offseason. What is going on with the defensive backs on the Bills? Like, dude, everybody's stepping their game up. I know it's early, but how encouraging is it to hear that guys like Saran Neal are getting in the mix of kind of getting in, in the pocket of these receivers and, and disrupting plays and doing all the good things that we need these guys to do, especially if one of our big dogs goes down. How do you feel about Dane, excuse me, Saran Neal coming in and showing love? Well, first of all, Saran Neal, an explosive player. I love Saran Neal. Sean McDermott, mm. Leslie Frazier, and Brandon Bean love Saran Neal as they extend and do a three-year extension this offseason. So, you know, he's a player that they, they, they truly believe in. He's a player that they truly have a boatload of confidence in and that they can kind of put him anywhere on the field and just make right. impactful plays. Uh, yes. I'm going to kind of take it back to, to last year too. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer was always saying that, you know, Saran Neal's there, right? He has the talent. He's got the speed, the physicality. He's there. But he just kind of needed to get more of the overall smart sense of the game. Like, you know, he has his game smarts, but he needs to like fully develop the game at the next level. And uh, it was in training camp last year, and he was saying that, you know, Saran Neal – you know, has that potential and you saw it in camp 
obviously he didn't get too much uh, of playing time last season in the regular season just because you had Trey for most of the season, then you got Dane and Levi. They were taking those reps from him and Taryn in the slot. So you're not going to see him on the field too much. But we're seeing it right now, uh, you know, with guys like Trey out. Then you have a rookie corner in uh, Kyer Elam, and then you got Dean Jackson, uh, Cam Lewis, Nick McLeod, Sarah Neal. Sarah Neal might be a sneaky player that might get some reps. Uh, if for some reason Dane or Kyer is at their full potential or isn't really playing up to par with what McDermott wants in store. Absolutely. So, Ky, uh, you know, Sir Neil, like he's, he's a player that can keep up with some of the faster players in the NFL. He's got the physicality. Uh, he's been in this system for a little bit now. And, you know, he's one of the, you know, the best special teamers in the NFL. He's got everything you want out of a, out of a player. He's going to be on this roster for sure. Again, just Listen. signed the extension not too long ago. Love it. And, and that's I, what I, I love. I'm in store for what he's got this season. I'm telling you, man, it's and and this defense, it, it's got to be because everybody's stepping up. It's it's got to be multiple. I think that I mean we we rotate a whole lot of guys on the defensive line. Shoot, you we might we might see a lot more rotations happening on on the defensive backfield. Uh, so look out to see what's happening, man. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Saran Neal brings to the table. I'm looking forward to Cam Lewis, what he brings to the table. All these depth guys getting more time under this in the same system. And I think that's what the most important thing is. It's the same system. So it allows these guys now not to think, just go. It's just speed now. Like, show me what you got under the same system, under the same DC. Love every bit of it. Uh, so uh, let's see how this goes out, man. So uh, shout out to my man, Mr. Diggs, uh, coming in with a super chat. I appreciate you, my G. He goes, hey, Rico. 2023 season is here. Thank you for what you do, Evan. You are good at contest. Shout out to you. Showing my let my man Evan some love. Evan is, is 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 coming up, my man. He's coming up. So clean slate for Buffalo, New York. Wide right, gone. Music City, gone. 13 seconds, gone. Playoff home games are back. Let's go. Any any you know what, man? Great point because at the end of the day, we're done with that. It's in the past, right? This is a what have you done for me lately? So it starts right now. Right. We're not talking about what happened not too long ago because we've we've talked about it at length. Right. But here is the deal. We've got we've got a brand new season. We've got a new perspective, a fresh new perspective. And uh, we've got some players that really want to step their game up and they know what's at stake. That's the thing, man. We've been twice now, one to the AFC championship game. Now the divisional round. And it's it's time. It's time that we we put the freaking nail in the coffin and, and edges it finish finish it uh i gotta give a shout out to my man bobby bobby has been been crying from the mountaintops to talk about christian benford and i would love to show christian benford some love but he's 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 he i haven't read or or seen anybody that's been at camp to let us know what christian benford is doing now we're not sleeping on christian benford i know he's got some length he's got some speed um we'll see right i don't know if, if bobby's trying to be that guy that because nobody's talking about it and he wants to talk about it. So if if there is a spark, he can say, yo, I told you about him. I told you. I hope Bobby's not trying to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? But Christian Bedford, I mean, we did draft the man. So we'll see where where he what what he does. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, we just talked about depth being very well and very deep. Christian Bedford adds to the depth that we have. So we'll see how that plays out. But listen, man, we want everybody to play. We want everybody to play. But I'll tell you right now, man, coach is going to have a hard time you know what I'm saying? Picking that 53-man roster because when it starts to come down to, you know, playing pick, play, picking players 40, 45 and on, that's when it gets tight. That's when it gets tight. Yo, who do we want to keep? Who, how many line are we keeping? Are we keeping 
eight linemen, nine linemen? Are we take are we keeping seven receivers? How many running backs are we keep this year? What's going on? Tight ends. What are we doing? How many kickers are we keeping? Are we keeping both punters? There are so many storylines and so many questions uh, that are going to materialize uh, during this the rest of this offseason. So there's going to be craziness, man. It's going to be crazy. But I got to give a shout out to, to Bobby because Bobby's been mentioning uh, Christian Bentford for some time now. So uh, we're going to see what Christian Bentford is all about. Uh, so I'm going I'm to send my man Evan back uh, and uh, we're going to bring a few uh, topics up and then uh, we'll, we'll see you right back in a minute, man. So, folks. One last uh, thing that I want to, I do want to hit a couple last things is our corners. And it's uh, ironic because my man Bobby just brought up Christian Benford. But the two corners that I do want to talk about is uh, Kyer Elam and Dane Jackson. And let's, I mean, Evan, if you could look up the, 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 the next, what, seven games that we play and the top receivers from each of those teams, uh, I'd love to know who we face going the next seven games. And and who and I want both receivers one and receiver two, right? Because I'm curious to see what that plays out like. But hear me out when I when I talk about these guys, man. Dane Jackson, let me start with Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson is going to year three. We already know what happens in year three for a lot of folks. It doesn't matter whether it's basketball, whether it's football. I'm saying year three into your job, you got a new job, and you know I'm saying you're going to year three. You're you're more seasoned. You've made the mistakes. You're going into a new year where you're you're trying to better yourself. This is where where you all the kinks are out. And now you're going to show me what you've learned. Show me, you know, what I'm saying the burn marks. You know what I mean, when we threw you in the fire, show me the burn marks. I want to see the scars. Right. You know what I'm saying and show me how you can overcome these scars, these battle, these battle wounds. Right. So this is where Dane Jackson comes in. Dane Jackson out of pit. You know what I'm saying drafted late and he's got a grand opportunity. And I'm and I mean it when I say he's got a grand opportunity. Let's just say Trey White is ready to go, right? Who do you put to the to the left side of the line? We're cornerback two, right? Who do you, who do you put? And 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 it's going to be a battle between Dane Jackson, year three, or Kyer Elam going into year one as a rookie. And you know rookies are going to struggle. They're going to have their moments of the struggle, and they're going up against some big dogs. Some big dog. So it's going to be really tight and really tough to see. But I want to stick on Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson came into year one, uh, got some playing time. And, dude, he was in the best place at the best time, right? You ever hear the right place, right time? That was Dane Jackson. And I think what? He was he was there to, to, to show that he was a willing tackler. He was coming in and blowing dudes up. He was there at the right place, making interceptions, batting balls down. And I was in as a rookie, seventh-round pick rookie. Second year, Trey White goes down. Who has to step up? And that's Dane Jackson. Valuable time at the cornerback spot. He learned a lot. Lots of mistakes, but a lot of times you didn't really hear Dane Jackson's name because he was doing his job. He was holding it down. It did help that we had Micah Hyde and Poirier there to kind of button things up at the back. But Dane Jackson held his own. And that's one thing that I love to hear. And right now, going into year three, knowing what's at stake, Knowing that he's got a battle to be to be corner number two, he knows they brought in a first round pick. He knows that, but you can control. You can only control what you can control. And Dane Jackson may not want to relinquish that that opportunity that he has right now because I can't really say that he's got the edge over Elam. Elam might get it over because he's a first round draft pick, but at the end of the day, what it comes down to is who's the right fit for this team. I know Brandon Bean absolutely loves Dane Jackson. Brandon Bean loved Dane Jackson, man. So uh, we're going to see what's really good. And, and look, 
here are the receivers that we will be facing. And it's not, it's not going to be easy, right? The Rams, we've got Robinson and we've got Cooper Cup. Pick your poison. Robinson is a heck of a freaking route runner. Wasted all his time out there with the Bears. I mean, it's a shame what they did to that man. So he's coming to a competent organization, a competent offensive coordinator slash head coach, a competent quarterback, and you got weapons galore around you. So it is going to be put up or shut up for our cornerbacks when they face Cooper Cup and, and Robinson, right? Let's keep it ro- Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to the Titans. We talked about this, right? They got Traylon Burks, the rookie Traylon Burks. A lot of guys like Traylon Burks. Athletic, big body. You know what I'm saying? So how are we going to body up against that? So this is this would sound like a game for a Kyrie Elam, right? Big body, big lanky receiver going up against a guy like Traylon Burks. But you got a Robert Woods, who's an excellent route runner, right? More of a slot type of receiver, but he can do both. He can go inside and out. And we know him very well, right? He was a former Buffalo Bill, and that was one of my favorite Bills players uh, actually on that squad. And the fact that we let him move kind of bugged me, but I understood it because, I mean, he got paid heavily and he deserved it. So we're going up against these two boys, right? We go to the Dolphins. We already know what's good with the Dolphins. I'm going to play a clip for you guys a little later. But the Dolphins with, you know what I'm saying, Waddle, and you got Tyreek Hill, you got Cedric Wilson, you got Mike Gusecki. There's a whole bunch of guys on that squad that's going to be coming for us heavy. So we have our hands full. Let's go to the Ravens. Who do the Ravens with? They got Bateman. Right. And they got Duvernay. Now, Devin Duvernay, he I mean, there's not a whole lot of depth. Let's just let me let me give it a buck. There's not a whole lot of depth on uh, on the Ravens. Devin Duvernay is not a guy that scares you. Um, smaller, stout guy. He's more of a slot guy. Re- return man. Uh, he's got some good speed, but it's not someone that's going to scare the heck out of you. Now, Rashad Bateman, that's a different ballgame. Now, that's a receiver that you want to you want to show some respect. So we're going to have our hands full with Rashad Bateman. But and. The, the one thing I am hearing from our guy, Lamar Jackson, is that his offensive coordinator is saying Lamar is throwing the ball better than he has ever has ever had. So is there a motivated Lamar Jackson over there? Will it matter? I don't know. The Bills defense is too damn good. So I don't give a damn what what Lamar is doing over there. As much respect I have for Lamar, it ain't just it ain't going to cut it. Uh, but Rashawn Bateman is, is still a damn good receiver. Then we then we face the Steelers. The Steelers have Deontay Johnson, speedster Deontay Johnson. Excuse me, and you got Chase Claypool, the Canadian out of Vancouver. Dude, fam, we got some receivers that we're going to be playing, man. So, Kyrie Elam, Dane Jackson, both of y'all got to listen. We're going to need every bit of y'all for real. Then we go face the Chiefs, Sky Moore. You know what I'm saying? They got freaking Juju Smith Schuster that came through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they still have some, uh, they, ha- they still have their, their, their tight end. Like, dude, that is going, th- we've got a bevy of players that we're going up against, right? Christian Watkins with the Packers, Lazard with the Packers. They got another guy, um, the, the freaking and uh, Romeo Dubs, Romeo Dubs, excuse me. They got and Romeo Dubs apparently has been outplaying Christian Watkins. So listen, we might be sleep. Don't sleep on these damn Packers with these receivers just because they lost. You're saying they're big time receiver don't mean nothing, right? So uh, the Jets, we already, we already know what's good with the Jets. The Jets have a, a bevy of receivers over there too, um, and they they've upgraded heavily. So we're listen. We've got our hands full, man. Thielen, and we've got the Vikings coming up with Thielen and Jefferson. I don't need to tell you anymore. This is a big year for our corners. It's a huge year. So, I, I listen, and don't forget, they got Sammy Watkins over there with the Packers as well. Thank you uh, for that, Ronald. They got Sammy Watkins. I mean, don't, don't LOL that. Sammy Watkins, if he's healthy, still a very good, very good receiver. Very great, great freaking the route runner. We all know it. I loved Sammy's route running. 
Uh, it's just that the dude just cannot freaking stay healthy and it sucks. Right. So if he can become the lizard that he claims that he is and uh, and does what he's supposed to do, then listen, let's let's make this let's, let's make this thing happen, man. Um, but there's a lot of we've got some competition early. So we've got to make sure that we are we are on our P's and Q's and we've got everything locked down. So Dane Jackson coming in, um, he's going to have to do it, man. And and here's the thing. Sammy Watkins, my hood hurts. Yeah, I know. I know. And guess what? Funny thing is, Sammy Watkins is actually nursing an injury right now. Funny enough that we talk about it, but this uh, neither here nor there. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to get to is that we've got our hands full. And what really helps is the fact that we're going up against a game Davis that we feel that is going to be a big time contributor this year. We have Dawson Knox. That's going to be a big time contributor. He's one of the up and coming tight ends of the game. Stefan Diggs is going to year three with Allen and year three. You already know year three is a big year for anything, right? And these guys are going to year three together and all they want to do is dominate. They, they know it. They said it. So we've got a lot of great weapons. And now you're going up against an elite quarterback in Josh Allen. So if you facing that every single day of practice, this is only going to prepare you guys. So who is going to stand out is what it comes down to. Is it going to be Dane or is it going to be Elam? And if you guys both do it and Trey's not ready, both y'all got to hold it down until Trey comes back. And then we can figure things out. And that's a damn good problem to have. That's a damn good problem to have. So shout out to Elam doing his thing. And Elam just the other day uh, apparently had some boxing gloves on because he's getting a little too grabby. You know what I'm saying? When you have excellent route runners like Stefan Diggs, you can't get away with grabbing people. They're going to flag your ass every single time, especially if you're going up against a guy, a superstar elite receiver like Stefan Diggs. Those guys get the calls. So you can't sit here and start being grabby. That is not a great trait because a great trait because guess what? Offensive coordinators will see, excuse me, offensive coordinators will see that and they will pick on you every day. They will not stop. And we're going up against some juggernaut quarterbacks going early. So you better get your act together. If those boxing gloves help you not be grabby and you work on your feet and your technique, more power to you. And that's what I love to hear because when a player as young as him is realizing his flaws and he's jumping all over it and making sure that he's on top of his shit. That's what I'm talking about. Elam, do what you got to do. You got you got a tall task ahead of you. Let's make it work, baby. Let's make it work. So I did mention one, one team while I was in here, and this is my last segment here. I did mention one team that, I, that, uh, that is in our division, and that's the Miami Dolphins. And two things I want to mention about the Miami Dolphins. One of them is I had the Tyreek Hill's got this podcast that he's, he's showing mad love to his quarterback, Tua. Mad love. Too much love if you... It's, it's getting sickening. Okay, we get it. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to show love. You're trying to give him... You're trying to instill some confidence in your quarterback, and it might be working. Good on you. You feel me? And Tyreek happened to mention that when the Chiefs lost to the Bills early in the season, they used that as motivation and fuel, like a revenge game, right? For when we played in the in the playoffs. Let's, let's cut the crap. Y'all, you know what really happened. You know what I'm saying? We let y'all off the hook. But the fact of the matter is this. he They needed that, and they used that as revenge. It was a revenge game. You feel me? So guess what? You're going to have an opportunity to face this twice, right? You don't have your old quarterback throwing you the football. You don't have, you know what I'm saying, Andy Reid, you know what I'm saying, calling the shots and making big things happen. So there's a lot of differences that you're going to have when it comes to when it comes to all this, 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 this chatter coming from Tyreek and the Dolphins. And Dolphins fans are feeling mighty, mighty confident. And a little too confident for my liking. I mean, the last 10 games that we played, you suckers, 
We're nine and one. We're nine and one. And the last seven games, if I recall, we're seven and zero. Oh. Where do you guys come off bumping your gums because you added a couple players? You know what I'm saying? Because you're playing Kodak Black, you know what I'm saying? As you guys warm up, you guys feel some type of way? Yo, pump the brakes, Tuna. Pump the brakes, man. Y'all are acting too tight right now. Yo, let's just chill. Just know who daddy is. Daddy's been calling the shots, you know, the last few years. So just chill out. You might get a couple shots on us. You feel me? But the last time, remember, we've been knocking you on your ass the last several years. So just chill out, baby. Just chill out, Dolphins fan. Let's just let the year play out. And we'll see how it plays out. But you, y'all, y'all bumping gums too much. Just remember who daddy is. That's all I need to remember. Okay. That's all I need y'all to remember. But damn, these dolphins be talking and bumping gums like you think they go do something, man. And I gotta, I get and here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. So I don't know who these cats are. And shout out to them because I mean they they moving the needle with the bump with the bullshit they're talking. But I need y'all to hear this out. There's this uh there's this podcast, um, and these two dudes, and they're they're chatting and they're talking about the AFC East. And check what they had to say about the Bills, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins in the AFC East. Check this out. Tell me if I'm delusional, if, I, if I'm in my rights to, t- to tell them to pipe down a little bit. Check this out. I think it's even easier than that. Buffalo Bill fans are 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 kind of like their quarterback. They're poor winners, and they're and they're getting caught, you know, believing, you know, smelling their own shit for that reason. And they yep. and they're thinking it. But now they're seeing the Dolphins, a more competitive team. A team that, for the most of of time, other than the Jim Kelly in recent memory, we've kept in their place at the bottom of the vision. That they're they're looking at us, trying to figure. Oh no, you know you're not coming nowhere. They think they're sitting atop some somewhere, and I'm telling you, they're they're a couple of bad games away from being third in the division if they're not due. Yeah, and that's the prediction I've made. I'm gonna I'm gonna literally put my money where my mouth is. I'm gonna make that bet. It's at plus sixteen hundred on the money line, okay, and 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 it is Dolphins, Patriots, Bills, Jets. That's the order. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll lose money, but I'm telling you, one one little thumb injury away from all of that party stopping in its tracks. That ain't no lie. I mean, in the in the final quarter of the season, when things are a lot closer than Buffalo ever thought they were gonna be, probably being one and one with the Dolphins and tied for wins in the division, they're gonna be biting their nails, going, "Hey, wait a minute, we were supposed to run away with the AFC East." And I'm telling you, they're not. They're gonna. They don't. They don't want to see us coming. So that's why they're trying to figure out ways to yep. keep us down in the basement lost, in some ways. <laughs> let me let me I, I i laugh genuinely because my man said yo let me put that money let me i'll, I'll put money on it this guy doubled down fam don't do shit like that don't do shit like that when you have josh allen and the bills on one squad when you have to say they're one nick away from then you know you done stop it shut the fuck up you know what i'm saying later rico back at it again just for this rant shut the fuck up you're talking too much shit one nick away from it's not about a nick forget about it everybody's healthy everybody's healthy you mean to tell me you guys think you can push the number one and the worst part is you'll say we're gonna be third 
the Patriots would didn't do diddly squat this offseason, and you're going to put them ahead? This is how delusional these cats are. What the fuck did the Patriots do for you to put them in number two? Fam, these Dolphins fans, I tell you. Listen, I like Dolphins. I like Dolphins fans. They, they funny. Now they're starting to get annoying. Before I used to say, you know what? Y'all are always giving the Patriots some 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 fight. You know what I mean? And I respected y'all. I, didn't re- I never really had hate. I always hated the Jets and the Patriots. But now these Dolphins put a new couple new players on the sh- and they feel like they they the top of the world. Fam, let me remind you, bitches. Y'all haven't won shit in three years. Oh, and six. Hey, humble yourselves, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not trying to cuss. I've been I've been doing a very good job. I'm not trying to cuss, but fam, Dolphins, y'all need y'all y'all got me sweating right now. <laughs> I'm sweating right now. I'm glowing. That's that. Th- this is ridiculous, and it's funny at the same time. I have to because this is what makes this is what and, and let's be real. This is what makes this fun, right? When we do things like this, right? We're not professionals. We ain't getting paid millions. We're not, you know, I mean, on TV every single day and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? But shit like this is comical. Yo, what does Kev G have to say about that? Kevin Gerard, my good friend Kevin Gerard, he tells me all the time, yo, these fans need to be quiet. Kevin is one of the realest. I mean, if you guys know my man Kev, Kevin is one of the realest cats. He'll tell you that the Bills fans are the most annoying. And some some of our Bills fans are mad annoying. That is for a fact. But I'm going to tell you this, man. These Dolphins fans are tripping. They are tripping. They add another receiver. They add a couple of receivers. And don't get me wrong, man. Y'all did some good things the last couple of years. But until you put it together, shut your asses up. Because the last time I remembered, y'all got Tua. And I'm not hating on Tua. I like Tua. I think Tua gets a bad rap. But I also know who Tua is when he faces the Bills. And he doesn't do diddly squat with the Bills. That's why you guys got Teddy Bridgewater just waiting to bridge the gap just in case Tua doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Teddy's right there waiting. Cracking the knuckles. Tell me when you want me in, coach. So Tua better do it because all this all this bumping gums that Tyreek is doing, yo, nobody was bumping gums like that before. All of a sudden, you come in and you trying to instill all this confidence, my guy. Yo, chill out, bro. Chill out. Coach is taking pictures with the media. What's all that about, baby? <laughs> yo, what's that about? Yo, Dolphins fans, yo, pipe it down. Pipe it down. Y'all better watch out because the Jets are the team that y'all should be watching for. The whole AFC East should be watching for the damn Jets. Patriots, I don't care. I don't know where you got the Patriots at number two. Two, two doing what? Number two to what? They didn't improve on the offensive side of the ball. Did not improve on the defensive side of the ball. They were neutral. And you have a head coach that is just not knowing what the F is going on. No offensive coordinator. And you're going to have them as number two. That's when I should have turned that shit off. But it was comical to me. I'm going on a rant and I don't mean to go on a rant because it's hilarious. So what you guys should be watching for are the Jets because the Jets are going to leap the office. Y'all better watch out. Talking about the Bills in third place. Man, you got me sweating right now for no damn reason. <laughs> Dolphins. Y'all, I, listen, I digress. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. Let me bring my guy Evan on. Evan, talk to me because are these Dolphins fans, are they in the right to feel how they feel? Like, should they feel confident in their team? I know they made some great moves, and don't get me wrong. I like what you guys have done. But to, to talk about the Bills, you, should, you guys should be saying, yo, we're trying to push for second place. At least we can try to push ourselves to get into the playoffs. But fam, like, and you might have to unmute yourself, Ev, but like, these guys are 
I don't know. You talk to me, Ev. What do you What do you think? I, you got me sweating here. I gotta I gotta get myself some air here. Talking, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, with the offseason moves and the acquisitions that the Dolphins have made throughout this offseason, you definitely should have some more optimism than you did in past seasons. But you also have to look at the fact that, you know, you lost a head coach in Brian Flores, who you know had the Miami Dolphins. In a in a few different spots, uh, he had them at ten and six one year, and then he had them. I believe they finished nine and eight the next year. So this team in, that the Miami Dolphins had, they were winning games. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs, but they under were winning great games. leadership, under great under leadership, great, and a strong minded head coach. Get that? Keep a, going. A defensive minded head coach as well. So Absolutely. now you go to an offensive minded head coach uh, from the Kyle Shanahan tree. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, to see how the new coaching staff, you know, implements things with adding guys like Tyree Kill, Cedric Wilson, uh, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Tua going into year three, Jalen Waddle going into year two, another year with Mike Kosicki. They have weapons. They have the defensive back. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they have Javon Holland, Byron Jones, uh, Xavier Howard. They have players. They have a nice young defensive line. I like Jerome Baker, uh, you know, as, as the middle linebacker. So they have players. Uh, I definitely think they can compete for maybe the seventh seed, even the sixth seed. But at the same time, you need to um, you need to put it all together before uh, you can just start making some of these remarks where the Buffalo Bills are going to finish third in the AFC East, especially like you mentioned, we're 6-0 against the Dolphins over the uh, last three seasons. And I see Rev popped in here. So, you Rev, I mean, you got something to say, obviously. Rev, Rev unmute yourself if you want to get in on this because you, you heard these Dolphins yapping their gums. So, Go jump on here, bro. What you got to say, bro? Man, fair. Yo, I I had to pop on, man, because I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here trying to enjoy an evening, you know, with my, with my, with my daughters and stuff. You know, and uh, I heard that clip, fam. Look, I don't know what they smoking in Miami, man. They they all something crazy. La, la, la. Ain't no way in the world. No way in the world Dolphins fans can be this serious thinking that they're going to win the East and put us third? <laughs> like, like, yo, I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm, I'm glad they're talking the ish, though, right, because I am ready to smash the ever-living daylights out of the Dolphins. We've been, we've, we've been cracking their heads. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't you know get it. All of a sudden, it don't make no sense, man. It, it doesn't make any sense. No it, sense. It, it, here, here's the beautiful thing about this. This is, this is why – it's, this is cool because it's, it's all in fun and games until the real games play. Like a lot of these, we talk as if we on the squad. Fam, let's get this all done. And we are merely fans of the team, but we just happen to have a platform that we talk about it. But fam, we've been watching your team for a long time. You guys have improved me steadily for a little bit. But at the end of the day, what makes a difference with a team is the guy under center. And the guy under center does not match well with the guy under center for us. And the last time that we played y'all that I remember very vividly, the backup spanked y'all 56 to freaking 12 or nothing, or whatever the, whatever the case was, man. And you guys had those very guys. Byron, you know what I'm saying? You had Xavier. You had some of these cats on the squad. Man, yo, bump that. Everybody pipe down. It's going to be cool. It's just, I, I love these, I, these. These are great. These are reasons why we do this stuff. It's for fun and entertainment, right? So the Bills will handle what they have to handle. If we lose to one game to them, is it possible? Of course it is. But for them to just put us as, as third, that's the absurd part. You guys may steal a game. But just remember who daddy is. 
and who's been daddy for a while. We've been sending y'all for a minute. Yo, let me get your binky and let me get your little blanket. So you lay your ass down. Time to put yourself in a crib. Quiet now. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, it's fun. It's all fun, man. Yeah. The What's funny thing is, I, oh, sorry. The funny thing is, I actually have the Dolphins stealing a game from the Bills this season. It's possible. Just, just, just because the fact of how much they've improved. And when I look at the last two times the Bills played the Dolphins, even though we beat them 35 nothing the one game, it wasn't a straight 35 to zero win. Like that game was tough. It and then even tough the game. other game at and even even when we played them at home, there's points in times where I'm sitting in my in my seat at the stadium and I'm like, okay, guys, like let's go. Like all it takes is one play. And you know, and, we, we beat them, but it, the, our two wins against the Dolphins from this past season weren't pretty. They weren't pretty they wins. Weren't they pretty, weren't like but the guess what? But guess what? You know what made what made us get those victories? One seven. One seven. You guys don't have one seven. We do. That is the difference. That's the difference. They got nothing close. That's nothing it. close. Nothing come close. On, and, and Tua, bro, come on, man. Tua. Now, let me give let me give the Dolphins a little bit of credit. And I think this is a sneaky, underrated pickup that they made. And this is a free agent that I would have loved to have on the Bills. And I had them, I had him pegged as one of my free agents to come to the Bills. Raheem Mostert. I don't care what anybody tells me. Raheem Mostert is one one electric back, and uh, and I think he's going to elevate their offense. But it's at the end of the day, it comes down to Tua. Tua's got to be that guy, and that's it. That's what it comes down to, man. But shout out to the Dolphins, man. The, the Dolphins fans are confident as ever. So it's gonna be nice to shut them up and and see what they talk about when they you know what I'm saying when they're looking at you know what I'm saying looking at the Bills at the top at number one and and they're sitting there battling with the Jets. Cause I, I really can't see the, the Patriots doing anything. That's just me, though. That's just me, yeah. fellas. Thanks. Man, I, I'm going to get out of here. Let you, let you guys finish the show. Hey, good show, man. I just wanted to pop on here because, yo, that that that, that got me fired up. Hey, it gets, you, it gets me fired up every time, man. It gets me fired right, up every guys. time. <laughs> yeah, right, man. So that's my guy, Rev. My, Rev. my man, Rev, he had to he had to pop on. Uh, he, he he needed to, to vent. He needed to kind of, you know what I'm saying? He, he had some him. things to get off his show. I don't blame him. I mean, when you hear some some rubbish like that, and you you got you guys got you know I mean you got people bumping them gums like that. That's cool. Even even Jets fans that have more reason to kind of feel real good, um, like they don't bump them girls like that because they know there's a what's couple up, Jets man. fans in the chat too. There's a yes, couple there's Jets a couple fans, fans the and they're realistic. And guess what? Their season is going to rely on Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson is looking to take a major leap. This guy got sacked way too many times last year. So they've definitely improved the offensive line. And we'll see what Makai Beckton looks like if he even comes back to normal shape and back to 100%. Yeah, well, he, like, uh, he got moved to right tackle. Yes, I heard about that. So, like, maybe yeah. that's the big move that they needed. Who knows? But even Jets fans, when they've, they've, they had a heck of a draft, had a heck of an offseason, even them that I'm talking, you know, and sometimes silence is best. And they're just gonna, you know, what I mean, just gonna come in and do what they got to do. But at the end of the day, you got you got two quarterbacks in this division that have lots to prove. Mac Jones did what he's supposed to do as a rookie. He had a hell of a rookie season, right? He proved he did, that he, he can hang with some of the best of them. Zach Wilson did not. Tua is still there's still some a question mark around Tua. Not that he's garbage, but he still got to prove a lot. So, yo, Dolphins fans, temper your expectations. Just temper your expectations. Shout out to those two cats because I'm sure they got a whole lot of followers off of that bullshit. Uh, but you know, sometimes controversy sells, and sometimes when you got to say some bullshit to kind of you know move the lead a little bit. But shout out to the Jets. 
Shout out to the Dolphins. Shout out to the Patriots. We're gonna see what this AFC East is all about. Let's let's at the end of the day, man, it's one game at a time. It's one game at a time. We got a tough one. Um, and uh, we're gonna see how it goes down, man. So uh <laughs> my man Sal says, Yo, Rico, go on some dolphin podcasts and torture them and invite them here. I got a few dolphins fans. I gotta talk to you know what I'm saying TD, TD's my guy, man. So I gotta talk to TD and be like, yo, are you I mean TD is always delusional himself. He's he's always bumping his gums like he's gonna do something. And his dolphins are I mean, he's been doing that for years now. So he might be feeling exactly like these Dolphins fans, like they're going to do something. And we all know what's really good. We all know what's really good. But anyway, anyway, uh, I had to bring that up. I had to bring that up. But all, all together, folks, day five in camp is, is done. Um, so uh, we'll see what the, what the next one. Evan, you're going to camp. Uh, when's the yes. next camp that you get to go to? Which dates are those? So I'm going to the second, fourth, fifth at the stadium. So the second and fourth will be in Rochester. Fifth will be at the stadium. And then I believe I might attend the seventh in Rochester. Uh, I'm not too sure about that one. That one's kind of on the fence. I like that. And I'm, I'm looking forward for you to give us some analysis on what you see formations, who's lining up where, who's not here, who's there, who's making the big plays. I'm, I'm technically allowed to do that, right? If I'm just going as a fan, right? You absolutely can because you yeah. are not on the field. You are not, you know, saying a credentialed. Uh, reporter that they can't report who's here who's there and who's that that's some bs but guess what evan can guess what evan's about to go there and show us what's really good because evan's that dude so evan you you feel That'd free to let us know who's starting who's not who got benched who got burnt all that good stuff because we need that from our guy evan so you're going the second the fourth and the fifth yeah those are those are solidified boom that's what i love to hear man so uh we we gonna we gonna solidify it like that uh, so salute to my man, Evan. Evan's holding it down as always. Um, we got big things coming, uh, BF. So, yo, if you guys are just tuning in or just tuned in not too long ago and you guys just missed my epic rant, go back and replay that bitch. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. You can send it to every Dolphin fan that you have. Um, but uh, you'll respect to them, man. You got to love the team that you 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 represent. You represent your team. You got you to gotta show love for your squad. But, you know what I'm saying, temper your expectations just a little bit. You got to keep That's it real. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, you got to keep it a buck, man. Keep it 100, man. You guys are not it, keeping it 100 when you're talking bullshit. Yeah, we like got that. one of those Dolphins fans in Kevin. He knows. Yeah, man. Kevin keeps it. That's what that's what I love about Kev. Kev will let you know what's good and what's really what's listening. We're, we're two or three years away. He'll tell you he, we're a couple years away. And I respect that because he knows this year if we do well, great. But like this is not the year. Maybe next year might be the year. Uh, but it is what it is, man. Maybe your mistake was that you guys took Tua and you let Herbert go. Maybe that would have been the big difference. But hey. That's another that's another show. Oh, another man, time. these bots, man. These bots, they, these they bots. want somebody, man. Somebody, these bots are thirsty tonight. But uh Ev, talk to me, man. So you're gonna camp those those days. I'm looking forward to it. So you're gonna be breaking some things down. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you guys tuned in today. I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, we touched on a few things. Um, camp wise, let's recap with camp. Our O line is is depleted right now. Um, uh, but it is camp. There's no, there's no camp, there's no pads or, or any of that stuff right now but uh Deion Dawkins was out with a personal Saffold is, is nursing some cracked or broken ribs Spencer Brown is still nursing his injury coming back he's on the I'm sure he's on the exercise bike and doing a couple individual drills but no team drills altogether and um you've got uh Ryan Bates was out today I'm not sure exactly why Ryan Bates was uh Kumro out once again uh we also have our guy Jameson Crowder four days out of five he's been sitting out with some tightness and some soreness so, boy, we better get our shit together because I need to see what this guy's all about. Uh, but if Isaiah McKenzie happens to be our slot receiver, 
what I'm saying? The guy that gives us a spark, shoot, I'll take that every day. I'll take that every single day. Uh, but good on them, man. Elam, Kyer Elam, and Dane Jackson. They, that's going to be a battle, man. That's going to be a battle to see who takes over, who's going to be the alpha dog that takes over that one spot until Trey White comes back. Uh, our guy Alex saying that uh, Trey White is looking decent, but he's still he's still a little shaky. He's not ready to come back just yet. Um, he's not flexing and, and, and really extending uh, his, his legs like he's supposed to. If you guys were ever track stars, there's track runners, you always want, there's always these drills where you, you, your heels got to kick your butt. Your heels kick your butt if you're a track star. So uh, one heel is getting higher than the other. So there's still some, I don't know if it's, it's trepidation and really going full out. Who knows what it is, but we may see Trey White week one. And if he's not ready week yeah. one, we got to be ready for Dane Jackson and the Kyrie Elam show. And I'm going uh, uh, to be keeping an eye on, on Trey White at camp yep. for sure. I think, we all, I think we all will be keeping an eye on Trey White. I think uh, the smartest thing to do right now is to let him heal. If it takes three weeks, four weeks, five weeks until he's ready to go, you do that. Because the one thing that we do have is a defensive corner that has this team in lock. We've got depth players that are stepping their game up. We've got safeties in DeMar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, Josh Thomas, even a bringing Saran Neal that I mean, can do a little bit of both. But these guys are stepping their game up. So if you have to take a rest, we got you. We got you. So that's it for us, uh, my man, Evan. Appreciate you, man. We'll catch you on the flip side. And uh, and uh, and uh, we got the, the writer's room potentially tomorrow. We're going to figure out what's going on with that. If not, we'll jump in on next week. But uh, guys, do me a favor. If you are not following my guy, Evan, please do me a favor. Follow my guy, Evan, right now on Twitter. Uh, he's he's active. He's out there. And do me a favor. Follow him. If you're not following me on Twitter, do yourself a favor, man. Follow your boy on Twitter. Let me let me remove the banner so you guys can see what's really good. Follow me on Twitter. Rico underscore BF with another underscore. Uh, if you guys are following, go ahead and follow us on uh, on the on the Twitter, we're always active. We're trying to jump in and interact with you guys. And the same goes for when we do our YouTube comments and all that stuff. So if you guys haven't commented, do me a favor. Smash that like. Send a comment in here. If you are still tuned in right now, in the comment section on the replay, type in this word. That I know that you reached it here. We're going to type in Evan's glasses. If you put in Evan's glasses, I know that you watched all the way up until this point of the show. Evan's glasses tells me that you guys are showing love. So while you guys do that, smash that like, uh, do me a favor. And if you haven't followed, follow us and share this content. That's the most important. We want to try to reach all Bills fans from everywhere. So salute to you uh, from all the way up in Nova Scotia, Canada. You know what I'm saying? Salute my man over there, Evan. At, his, at the camper right now, he's camping. He's doing his live show as he's about to go camping and join the bonfire. Is there a bonfire going on tonight, Evan? Not a bonfire, but there's a campfire. Hey, there's a campfire. We're going to do a campfire. We're going to play a little guitar, and we're going to sing some sing some good stuff. <laughs> My man Seasons Beast is up there. He's got the Evans glasses. But do me a favor, guys. If you got to this point and you guys are playing the replay, Evans glasses, I see that you guys are in the chat right now, which I love it. Salute to y'all. But anyways, that's it for me. That's it for me. That's it for us, man. Evan, we'll catch you on the flip side. And we'll see you next week, guys. So uh, as my man Evan is going to stay in the background, we'll talk a little bit. I'm going to finish out the show by thanking each and every one of y'all for tuning in. It feels good to be back on the mic. I took a two-week hiatus. I was out there doing my thing. I'm back at it again. So if you have a Dolphins fan, go ahead and give that Dolphins fan a hug and say it's going to be all right. Kiss him right on the forehead. 
because that's what you do to your kids, man. You kiss them on the forehead, kiss them on the forehead and say, it's going to be all right. It's just not this year. <laughs> it's just not this year. And if you have a Jets fan, yo, give him a little hug and give him a little noogie because you're still going to be our son. And that's just what it is because the Bills are just going to take this division again. We're going three for three, back to back to back. You feel me? So that's it for us. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all know it's all love, always love. So, folks, enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And until next time, it's your boy. And I'm gone. Folks, be safe, be great. Catch you on the flip side. Let's go. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details